When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. In a week where we thankfully entered the final stages of pre-series Ashes banter, just in time to embrace mid-series Ashes banter, this is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Can I ask you about Andy Flower? He was uh, at Australia trading the other day. Was he? Yeah, he's, Why? he's helping them out. Is he? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke and Stuart Broad, who was a little bit surprised that Andy Flower was helping the Australians out. Mm, he has been in the England dressing room before, of so course, he, yes. he sluts yes. around a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm. all, the, all these coaches just keep changing who they work for. They're in yeah. and they're out. It wouldn't surprise me if like Mark Wood showed up in a net session or something for the Australians yeah. and decided to help them out. Uh, we, we also did have uh, the, uh, the Australian players, uh, the, the ones who'd won the T20 World Cup and the ODI World Cup, as well as the World Test Championships. So I think it's like Cummins and Stark and Smith and Warner. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they were able to ask England if they could borrow the T20 World Cup and the ODI World Cup for a photo shoot with it, uh-huh. which they let them do. Like, they, nobody cares now. We'll share, no. we'll share coaches. We'll share trophies. Yeah. It's all very friendly, all very am- amicable. Yeah, that's right. Well, if anyone could get their, their photo taken with the silverware, do you have to even win it? You just no. ask to borrow it. Just ask to borrow it. Get, get a photo taken. It's yeah. all, all, all very lovely. Uh, but there is one one uh, cricketer who doesn't doesn't want to be friends with the opposition, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Is this the oldest cricketer in the world? <laughs> it is indeed. It's uh, <laughs> Jimmy Anderson. So he's come out and said he, he, he doesn't want to know the Australians away from cricket. He doesn't like being mates with them, doesn't want to be mates with them. He likes seeing them as an opponent and he, and he just wants to get into battle against them. So that's, uh, that's lovely, isn't it? Yes, yes, indeed. A tribute to, I don't know. Alan Border or his ilk? <laughs> yes, definitely a tribute to Alan Border. He did play several tests against Alan Border, so I assume that's uh, that's why he thinks that way. Goodness me. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. Lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but we just have time to cover the looming ashes 
Yes, it's just about here, right? Yep. Yes. Yeah, so Australia right. haven't changed their squad from the World Test Championship. They're roughly the same. Yeah, pretty much the same, although we do do have potentially a Boland issue, but we'll we'll come to that as yeah. we go along, I think. But England have added extra, an extra member to their squad. They've added uh, Murray Nally has, has been added after Jack Leach's injury. Imagine just having one spin bowler. Jack Leach is gone. That's it. That's we it, have to. Done. Oh, my God. We don't have another one in England. <laughs> yeah, we'll Could have been anyone. get Mo out of, out of retirement. I do remember another time almost a decade ago now where, where the unexpected arrival of a Mo caused havoc in an Ashes series. So may, maybe this will be history repeating itself. Yes, that's true. The Mo, he could be the key. Mm. He said he, uh, Moen said he 100% expected to be targeted by Australia mm-hmm. in the Ashes, right? And I, I would only return for Ben Stokes. He's not exactly talking himself up, is he? <laughs> no, but Ben Stokes did, uh, like apparently the, the return to the side was just Ben Stokes uh, sending him a text which said Ashes question mark and Mo, <laughs> I mean, Ali responded with lol. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not how well you spin, it's who you know, right? Exactly. Because Stokes and Moen were teammates at CSK during the IPL. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, how, how on earth can they possibly have a use for a bowler that hasn't played a test in almost two years? It's very funny. I don't know. His average versus Australia is 64 or something like that. Yes. I, I, it's a, it's a, it is a shame that Warren is no longer with us. I'd love to see, oh. you know, um, Pat Cummins just text Warren and say, you know, Ashes? ashes? Question mark. Because, <laughs> I mean, you know, Warren would have, like, he'd have all the emojis oh, yeah. and stuff. He'd be, be into it. Yeah, that'd be incredible. Yeah, that's a shame. So, anyway, he's uh, he is an all-rounder. His mm. batting could be handy. And he's only in for the first two tests, I think. Yeah, he, yeah. That, that, that's all either team has named so far, I think, the yeah. first two, two Ashes tests. But he expects Australia to come after his bowling. And then I, he said, I spoke to Baz and he said he's not bothered about how I perform, which is quite nice. So... <laughs> And then this one, I'm expecting them to come after me, which could be dangerous because Stokesy likes having the fielders up. So I could go for a lot of runs. So my question to you, Dan, is is Moen already part of the Australian setup? He may because be. he's an inside to be, job. Yeah, he seems to be giving Cummins a lot of tips. Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Anyway, he's, he's perhaps lulling the Australians into a, a false sense of security. Yeah, and, and he's perhaps also not worried because uh, Ben Stokes has come out in the press and he says, you know, as the England men's Test cricket captain, he he doesn't want any coaches, club captains, commentators, fans, or anyone watching cricket uh, to use the phrase, that's a bad shot. So, <laughs> so, I mean, that's something for a moment to look forward to. If he does play a bad shot, like, yeah. no, no one's allowed to say it. Which Not is, allowed to say it. Which, which is one way to play positive cricket, I think. When, when If you effectively outlaw the use of any negative phrases, that, that's, you know, by definition, all you can play is positive cricket. That, that's a very good idea. And I also challenge accepted on the, <laughs> on the expecting Australians not to use that term. I, th- I think we're still allowed to say shit our shot. So yeah, okay. I, th- I, think, I think it's fine. Yeah, I think that's great. Yes. And, it, and uh, how, what you, how is Baz Ball going? Baz, Baz Ball's going fine. Stokes was asked for about the zillionth time mm-hmm. whether England were going to stick to their, their tactics of the last year. And for about the zillionth time, he said, yep, we are. And I, I just wanted him just once to say, actually, no, nah, you're right. Uh, you, this, this is crazy. We're, we're going to change it all back to what we used to do <laughs> when we were thrashed. Uh, if, if he'd done that, I would have just, you know, I think there's a referendum on who's going to win the Ashes. I, I would have cast yeah. a vote for England. So Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I mean, they, they are going back to selections from two years ago. That's mm. pre-Baseball, right? That's Does Moen know how to play baseball? I don't know. We, we, we're going to find out. Yeah. Yes. 
And and uh, of course, the Australian players, they're, they're still very sceptical of all things basketball. I think Fantastic. we had Josh Hazelwood coming out and Steve Smith continues to say, well, let's wait and see how it goes against our bowlers. It, it, or any success England has had over the last year doesn't count. Nah. Hasn't happened against the Australian bowlers. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, yeah, that's that's fantastic. And also, if Australia do lose this series, of course, uh, that'll be, well, they haven't done it in Australia yet, yeah, have that's they? Right, that's right. No, yes. They'll never do it in Australia. And, and if count. they do do it in Australia, I mean, that's still 18 months away. Got plenty of time to think of another excuse why, why it doesn't count. Baseball so. may have expired by then. It may well have, yes. Uh, and we do also have the England women, of course, preparing mm. for the Ashes. They've named a 15-player squad to take on Australia. Which I think is fair enough. I mean, if they show up with 15 players for the test, they, they may even have a chance of, you know. Yeah, it makes it a bit more even, doesn't <laughs> it's it? very even, yes. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, there's no more time to muck about. We're uh, about to hit the ashes, which means I've got 10,000 truckloads of content coming at content you. Content everywhere. Yeah, so I will be doing. Let's let's work this Count out. Count it off. <laughs> Daily report cards of every day of every match of both the men's and women's ashes. Uh, you can, of course, wait for the condensed version, uh, which covers the whole test that I that I you know, post to post the raw. Yeah. Yep. But if you do that, you're only getting like 20% of the content uh, you deserve. So don't yes. do that. Take yeah. the drip feed option. Exactly. Sign up to one of these things where you can get that. Yep. There will also be daily podcasts via analysis stumps, in which I analyse the state of play of every test at stumps. That's analysis stumps. <laughs> uh, there will also be daily updates to an Ashes screenplay, in which I completely reimagine the series through the filter of a Hollywood blockbuster movie, which I, I think sounds weird, doesn't really make much sense, but it kind of worked uh, the last two series, so hoping it'll work here again. I think it's everyone's highlight of the Ashes. <laughs> yes, and of course we will be having weekly-ish episodes of Can't Ball, Can't Throw. Indeed we will, except if we're travelling uh, to yeah. the Ashes yes. themselves. We may not be able to record then, but yeah. we'll see how we go. We will. So yeah, the best way to keep track of all my content is by subscribing to my Substack. So that's danlipke.substack.com. You can subscribe for free, but if you are uh, if you opt for the paid option, you'll get more content uh, as per tradition, and you, you'll also show show your support for all this content creation. So that's danlipke.substack.com. When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. The short ball segment is where we take a close look at one particular delivery in a recent match. Mm -hmm. And the short ball we're covering today was the last ball before tea on the fourth day of the World Test Championship final. Yes, a a very interesting ball. Yes, it was Scott Boland Mm -hmm. bowling. Yep. And he was bowling to Shubman Gill. Mm Mm-hmm. Can't remember what Shubman was on at that point. Yeah, they were doing quite well. They were none for lots, 80-something. Yeah. 80 they, they were they were setting off on this massive run chase with, with enthusiasm. That's right. So he jabbed at the ball outside off stump, sent it off to Gully. Yeah. And uh, Cameron Green took a catch. Yep, the giant Cameron Green. He stuck his big hand out and yep. took the catch. Low to the ground. And the umpires then sent it upstairs to verify that it was fairly taken. Mm-hmm. And Richard Kettleborough was the third umpire, our, our favourite umpire. Yep. He's actually my favourite umpire yes. of all time. Yes. And he confirmed fair catch. Yes. So, yeah, a very simple moment. Nothing nothing to get too worked up about. Yeah. One, one of a couple of uh, great catches that Green took during the test. Mm. But he also balanced it out. He dropped an absolute sitter and yeah. he was bold trying to pad the ball away and managing just to deflect it onto his gloves and then his stumps. So, yeah, lots of variety from the from the big tall rounder. Uh, he's a very versatile cricketer. He can do a lot, lots of crazy catches, lots of funny drops and getting bowled out. It's so. almost a tribute to who I presume is his hero, Shane Watson. Oh, you would hope so. Hope, hope. What is his hero? What a, what's only in areas. Yes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Anyway, it, yeah. uh, we did have the Indian fans. They, they weren't particularly happy about the catch. Uh, 
They, they were certain that on every replay they saw the red ball in contact with green and they, they therefore <laughs> yep. assumed that it wasn't taken cleanly. Yeah. Um, it's we, his fault for having such a similar name to grass. It's, yes, exactly. Yes. Anyway, the fans at the ground, well, you know that soft signals are outlawed now. Yeah, no more soft signals. No, no more soft signals. No one told the fans at the ground though. No, that's right. <laughs> the umpires on the ground are not allowed to give a soft signal. The fans still allowed to. <laughs> yes. And they gave a very loud soft signal. There, yes. there was booing at certain moments and cheering at other moments yep. as a Plays were shown. Anyway, it wasn't enough to sway Kettleborough because the kettle man was just following the laws of the game. Yep. He, yep. No soft signal anymore. Kettleman has a final say. Good on him for yep. sticking to his guns. Yeah. His and and, and that, that was also a crowd that voted Sachin Tendulkar the greatest <laughs> batter of all time. Yeah. So perhaps not the most neutral of observers. So yeah. anyway, we, we did have very sensible uh, online discourse, uh, very, very uh, logical. Of the umpire's course. decision is final. That's, that's what I saw most online fans saying yep. from India. Yeah. Uh, a few others were saying like it's a shame for Gil obviously but sometimes the breaks don't go your way yeah, so a lot of measured. people tweeting that at me is this what happens on Mastodon this, um, this <laughs> yes. measured response yeah a, a tight call and therefore ultimately one best left to a neutral highly skilled umpire I, I saw that a oh, lot as well that on sounds social like media. Yeah. yeah so yeah really really good to see that uh, nobody got too uh, emotional about well, it well except except Shubman except, Gill <laughs> yes <laughs> what happened to Shubman Gill well I didn't I could, look, I'm too blind to actually see which emoji he was tweeting out, but he tweeted out a cynical emoji mm. in response to I think some... there were a couple of magnifying glasses and something else. I wasn't sure what uh-huh. the third one was. Maybe it was the shrugging man. I, yeah. ne- I can never tell if it's the shrugging person or, yes. the, or the whatever it is. Anyway, uh, that was enough to get him a fine, which <laughs> yes. is spectacular. It's like yep. hey, the, the match officials having a good look at Twitter. Yes, they were. They were, they were logged on. They were following him. They yeah. probably subscribed to him under you know Elon's new subscribe thing. So, yes. Yeah. Anyway, he was fined 15% of his match fee which went along because all the there was a hundred percent fine for the entire <laughs> India team because of slow over rates and an 80 percent fine for all the Australians so that meant uh Schumann Gill was fined 115 percent of his <laughs> match fee spectacular so he ended up paying to play in the world test That's championship great. final plus he was dismissed with a freakish catch so yep. not Gill's best match right? and, and and the other dismissal was him leaving a ball to yes. <laughs> the game in and took his stumps out yep so a great game for Schumann Gill I, I love the idea that he paid to take part in the in the final I I think all the players should have had to pay. I think... Ideally via an auction, oh, so some yes. some kind of auction. The player who you know cares the most about Test cricket pays the most. I, I really wanted to see like Todd Murphy yep. mortgaging his house so he could get a start ahead of Nathan Lyon. Oh yeah, fantastic! I'm, I'm willing to pay uh, tens of thousands of dollars to have a have a. That'd crack be at this. great, and maybe they get dollars back if they can get through their overs really quickly, like Mitchell Stark off the short run. <laughs> yeah, just so yeah. that he gets a, a little bit of cash. Yeah, well, I, I think I think if you've got to pay for it, I mean that suddenly uh, makes the all this warming up in the IPL make a lot more sense, yes. right? You've got Absolutely. a lot more cash to spare. Yeah. Yes. What, what were some other highlights of the match? So we had some wonderful DRS signals from Rohit Sharma, the captain of India. He did he did a behind the back T signal early on. It was just completely nuts. Yeah, it was quite quite literally a flex. He yeah. got both arms behind, just like, no, nah, I'm going to stretch this out and make a T where no one could see. Oh, it was like he was keeping it secret from yeah. the Australians on the yep. ground. Fantastic. Um, and then later on, he did the fake T signal or the slow approach T yes. signal yeah. with his arms a meter apart that got gradually closer as these T mates talked him out of it or yeah, into it. I can't yeah, remember which. It was which. fantastic. Yeah, he's bringing it in and then they're getting closer and closer to actually connecting and forming the T and then it's like, nah, I was just joking. So yeah, that 
that that was really good stuff from uh, Rohit Sharma, mm. and uh, it made, made Pat Cummins look a little bit silly and outdated, right? That's right, very conservative. Yes. Uh, but speaking of reviews, we did also have uh, India making Australia as a whole look silly. Mm. Uh, right, right at the end of I think it was the end of India's first innings where. Uh, That's right. Siraj was the last wicket yes, to fall, or yeah. maybe to fall. Yeah, it was LBW, and he decided, oh well, I'll send this upstairs because we've got a review mm. left. I might as well. And but that didn't stop Usman Khawaja and David Warner already halfway up the up the stairs ready to put their pads on and then uh, Kettleborough had to pop up on screen and say uh, we have a clear spike on Ultra Edge Australia <laughs> I'll need you to reverse your departure to the dressing room you're on screen now yep that was great I had to run back Kettleman really featured he was, he was probably a player of the match I reckon yeah I think so and then, of course, we had Manus falling asleep, uh, <laughs> yeah. waiting to bat. And he's at the top of the order. You know, yeah. really, if one of the low, you know, one of the bowlers, probably Nathan Lyon, had a bit of a snooze. No one would really care. But yep. everyone is very interested in Manus seemingly being asleep when he was the next to bat. Yeah. But, well, I think it's a great show of confidence in the yeah. openers. Very good stuff from Manus. So yes. good, good support. Uh, we did get his latest newsletter. It popped into our inbox. And he, he claimed in the newsletter that he wasn't asleep. He said, mm. uh, to set the record straight, I was, in fact, awake and just keeping calm. And then he rabbited on a bit. And he said, uh, if, if you're in the stands watching every ball, focusing intently on what's going on, it's just going to drain you. So I thought I'd rest my eyes and come out with a relaxed, clear mind. But I did have a good laugh at the footage. So, you know, very, very good stuff from Excellent. Marcus. Does he ever sleep at the non-striker end as well? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, with the, we know it'd be pretty easy to fall asleep. Like the, well, the overrates are so slow yeah. as well. Like yep. By the time you get someone to the top of their mark, you may yeah. as well have a little snooze. Definitely, yeah. Uh, other things in Marnus's newsletter, he had lots of photos. I, I think, uh, you know, there was one where he took a photo of the whole team or someone took a photo of the whole team mm. celebrating with the uh, the mace, except for Warner and Lyon. No, I don't know where they were. They were at the back having a smoke or something. Yeah, yeah and, probably. Uh, so the caption there was, sorry, Davy and Gary. And then, uh, and then but I think my favourite one was uh, a photo of Marnus and Smith and Smith was holding Marnus's daughter and the caption just said Uncle Steve. Uncle what, Steve. What would, what would Steve Smith be like as an uncle? I reckon he'd give expensive presents. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think it'd be good. He'd, he'd be a kind of crazy, crazy uncle, right? He'd... Expensive and impractical presents. <laughs> yes. If you're like three or four years old, you'd get like a Lego set designed for a 15-year-old, I reckon. Yes, he'd yeah. be that kind of uncle. The entire Millennium Falcon or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, my, my, the last uh, last quote from Marnus's newsletter. Is this still Marnus's newsletter? This is still Marnus's newsletter. We need a new segment called <laughs> Marnus's <laughs> newsletter. I'll, I'll see if I can make one up. Uh, he said, the other standout for me was Alex Carey who kept like a genius all game. How do you keep like a genius? <laughs> Which kind of genius are we talking here? I'm not sure. Did Albert Einstein ever keep wicket? I, I, I think I'm uh, sure he would have. Yeah. But I'm not sure it would have helped him because like very few bowlers bowl, you know, anywhere near the speed of light. So yes. uh, none of his theorising about relativity would have helped him. I thought it's just, just a waste of time. Yeah, that's true. But the, the, the tongue poking out, that might have thrown off the opposition batters. Yes, indeed. That That's usually a bowler though. Yeah, that's true. He, he yeah. would have made a better bowler. Yes. Anyway, uh, speaking of relativity, we did have one last uh, piece of nonsense from Marnus. This, is, this wasn't in, his, in the newsletter. Mm. This is when he heard Virat Kohli's edge uh, from Boland in the second innings two balls earlier than it happened. <laughs> so, so I assume appealed? that's relativity yeah. somehow. Yeah. So he, he somehow convinced Pat Cummins to send the review upstairs and Pat 
for whatever reason, listened to him, and mm. then it was two balls later that uh, Coley actually did edge it uh, to a to a diving Uncle Steve. Yeah, so, so he kind of talked Coley into it. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Manus has great powers. Very uh, good. Yes. Anyway, uh, that that was pretty much the end of the test because Boland got Jadeja out a couple of balls after that, and mm. uh, yeah, Scott Boland is a great Australian. Yes. Who cares about when we all get to go to bed? Which in a very long Ashes series that with nights that end at three thirty a.m. Yeah, that's important. Yeah, first man picked, I reckon. Ah, can't ball, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller Award. All right, it's time for the Muller Award, which celebrates excellence and nonsense in cricket in equal proportion, or perhaps not equal, probably more biased towards nonsense. Right? Mm, yeah. Anyway, first piece of nonsense was Channel 7, who had uh, the broadcast rights to the World Test Championship final. And they also and had, thankfully nothing else. Yes, and they also had James Brayshaw shouting at us the entire time. You'd start it up and this man would just be there yelling at me about something, about it being the oh, grand final of cricket, God. the ultimate test. Like, so much yelling. Shh, quiet, quiet, be quiet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we'd go to lunch and then they'd bring on bloody idiot footballers and start talking about football the entire time. Very yeah. annoying. Not, yeah. not not even the code of football that I understand. So complete waste of time as far as I was concerned. I mean, why can't they just talk about the sport that is <laughs> happening, you know, yeah. the season and, and they've flown to the other side of the world to cover this game. Matt, just talk about cricket. Yeah. They've got an entire channel devoted to football. Go yes. talk about football on that channel. When yeah. you're broadcasting cricket, talk about cricket. That's so, yeah, Channel 7, my first nomination. And the next nomination is in, from County Cricket. Mm. Um, Matt Critchley of Essex, he was run out. And he was run out for 121. And at that point, he was attempting an all-run four. Imagine. That's, that's very keen, isn't it? Yeah. You're 121. You think, oh, we'll just yeah, call it three, Sit back, mate. save your legs. <laughs> Bloody hell. Oh, very keen. Very, very basball. I think uh, Adam Collins tweeted out that he thinks this is basball material. Yes. So, yes. He should be selected. Yeah, definitely. He's, Particularly he's if he knows right how to behind Mo. Yeah. Is he a spinner? Maybe. Let, let's assume he is, yes. Uh, third nomination we've got here is the, uh, the most recent episode of Bluey, which is, uh, it's got everybody raving, everybody, I see it all over Twitter. Who's Bluey? Bluey, Bluey is like a, some kind of cartoon dog, as I understand it. It's like, like a Goofy or a Huckleberry Hound, uh-huh. uh, but he's Australian, like a Hemsworth or a Minogue. Right. And uh, in the latest episode, apparently playing cricket like a Beth Mooney or a Jeff Marsh. So oh, there you go. I think you combine all those elements and you have a lot of people very happy. So, yeah. I suppose a blue healer, right? I guess so, yes, mm. yes. Uh, I think or a red healer, and it's an ar- ironic name. Yes, <laughs> could be. Or a green healer, and yeah. it's named after Cameron Green. Indeed. Yes. Uh, but I think this episode has a Rotten Tomatoes score of 99.94%, so it's very good, apparently. Oh, God. Yes. Uh, but knowing your <laughs> deep hatred of talking animals, are, are you going to watch it, or will you wait for a human no, I, reboot? <laughs> I am deeply afraid of this already. <laughs> I do not like dogs talking. In any uh, cartoon or real life. (laughs) (laughs) A fair policy. Uh, Well, have we got another one? Yes, we do. We have Justin Langer. Before this one. What have we got? Secure them jail time. You do enough jail time (laughs) to convince anyone this is no setup. Cut deals that include some jail time. No jail time. He's not going to want to hear that you have endangered our operation just to get your thugs out of a little jail time. He's back. We never thought we would have so much jail. Con- We've had more jail time segments after, <laughs> after he, he left. <laughs> yeah, after he got resigned, sick. whatever he did. We have Justin Langer, mm. along with every other stale old male commentator, uh, ex cricketer, commentating the 
World Test Championship, and I'm mm. not sure. I fear that maybe he's commentating some of the Ashes. I, I, think, I think we're safe because I think he's uh, contracted to Channel Seven, so right. and they don't have the rights. So I think we're probably safe there. Okay, so we might see him again in the Australian summer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If we watch Channel summer. Seven, which yeah. we won't, because we we'll watch Foxhill. Yes. But anyway, we saw plenty of him mm. uh, and heard he, plenty from him. Oh, yeah. So him and Brayshaw and Hayden. <laughs> Hayden oh. was the other one. By the, by the end of the test, I just wanted to shove a baggy green into Hayden's mouth and just say shut up stop yes. talking the mute the mute button was yes. certainly over anyway we weren't we were not on mute when we heard this little snippet which is when Justin Langer said uh, he was he was complimenting one of the Indian players and I can't remember which one now that Shubman Gill Shubman Gill probably <laughs> who who had a black belt in some kind of martial arts yeah and he basically said if I I've got four daughters but if I had a son they would have done martial arts <laughs> and uh, then he was I think he was whisked away and given a talking to by some producers but no nah, no nobody, nobody ever gives Justin Langer a talking to no, him. imagine maybe him not. just staring you back at you as you tried to oh. teach him about anything anyway. He was definitely showing elite bravery there to insult the entire <laughs> female martial arts community. Yes. They do exist, JL, and they will come at you. Yes. Yeah, so that's a very good nomination. I, I, do, I do have a breaking fifth nomination. Yes, great. Breaking news. Uh, Six and Out will apparently be the headline act at the pre-game show before the third State of Origin in Sydney. Oh, God, really? <laughs> this is true. So that's magnificent news and that's worthy of a, a, a late Muller nomination. Which song will they be doing? Oh, I, I very much hope it's Carpool. Throw. That would be so. That would be justified for all of the bloody footy mentions <laughs> that come into cricket commentary. Yep. Let's insert a bit of cricket into the football. Yes. So there are there are nominations. That's that's a pretty uh, pretty good batch there. Who, who are we going to give it to? Uh, I'm going to put in a vote for Justin Langer. I think. Yeah, I think it's got to go to Justin Langer. I can't give it to a talking dog. And you can't can't really give it to Six and Out because they 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 get an implicit nomination every week with yeah. their song. So yeah. So congratulations to Justin Langer. <laughs> Um, yeah, good work, Justin. You get the Muller nomination and I think that wraps us up, right? Yeah, that's it for us. And you've been listening to Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. I'm Cat Jones, Cricket Bat Cat, and you've been listening to Dan Liebke. He's at Lieb Cricket and also on his Substack. Yes, don't forget to subscribe to my Substack, danliebke.substack.com, and that's where you'll get all your Ashes content. And we will see you after the first test. Podcast Network.